0: It's the Zero Lives Left Podcast, episode 47. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left Podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back into another episode of the show. As always, if this is your first time coming across the podcast and you have no idea what it's all about, let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each episode, we bring you no nonsense, real, right to the point podcast banter on business career and life maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business or get started in a particular career path this is the podcast for you you've come to the right place and we're going to have something useful which is going to help you along on your journey Don't forget if you're listening to this podcast today on iTunes, please do hit that subscribe button so you get that notification whenever we release a new episode of the show. The podcast is also available on Spotify, Stitcher Radio and Allcast. Please do stop by the Zero Lives Left podcast website. It's now open for business. It's up and running. Lots of great information available over on the website. You can check out all the previous episodes of the Show, you can listen back to those episodes and you can also find out a little bit more about our guests. Of course, if you're somebody who's listening into the podcast today and you'd like to launch your own podcast in 2020, maybe that is one of your New Year's resolutions. You know what, Wayne? I would love to launch my own podcast. Well, guess what? It is not as difficult as it might seem. And I remember four years ago when I was launching this very podcast. I had to do lots of different thinking about what microphone did I need? What equipment am I going to use? How am I going to edit it all together? How am I going to host it? But also more importantly to all of that, how am I going to get people to listen in to my podcast? And what I decided to do was create my seven simple steps to successfully launch your podcast. And that ebook is now available to download via zero lives left podcast.com. Please do check that out. We've got another great episode lined up for you today. We're talking to Cormac from Cormac Hardy Insurance Services. Cormac acts as a consultant within the insurance sector and he's got over 25 years experience. We're going to be chatting about insurance for business and let's face it there are lots of different insurances available and how do you know which Which insurance product is the right one for you or your business. We're not only going to be talking about insurance today, we're going to be talking about business and entrepreneurship and some of the key things that you need to think about as an entrepreneur or a business owner. And Cormac's going to be sharing his input and his experience with you, our listener. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 47 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. These days, there is an insurance for absolutely everything. Take all the gadgets that I've got hanging around the place. Take a look at this studio, for example, with all the different items of equipment, from mixers, to microphones, to speakers, to laptops. Insurance is something which protects the owner if something goes wrong. Some insurances are perhaps more well-known than others. Let's take car insurance, for example. You have to have car insurance to be legal on the road. I mean, you can't put your vehicle out unless you have that insurance in place. But car insurance also protects the driver and also other drivers in the event of an accident. Businesses, for example, need to have insurance in place, just like personal insurances. But in businesses, some insurances are better known than others. Today, we're going to take a look at a type of insurance which is perhaps less well-known than some of the other business insurances. But it can help protect if something goes wrong. Cormac from Cormac Hardy Insurance Services acts as a consultant within the insurance sector. All commercial business insurances is facilitated through McComaskey Insurance, who have over 65 years experience within the insurance industry. Cormac Hardy Insurance Services also acts as a consultant for credit risk brokers who specialize in insuring companies against bad debt. Before we get into all of the biz of what's what and what's not and bad debts and all of those types of things, let's kick off by giving our listeners a little bit of a background into your experience, Cormac, how you got started off, how your career journey started and kind of the things that you've been up to over the past 20 odd years.
1: Thanks for that, William. 20 odd years, my God. Uh, It's actually 25 years I'm actually in the insurance game. Basically, I started off late leaving school, went to Cummins College and went to Newry College for Education, which was commonly referred to as a tech at the time. And that got me into do a degree in business studies in Dublin, uh, which was then the Dublin Accountancy uh, and Business College, which is now the Dublin Business School. And to be honest with yeah, you, and I think 90% of the people in the insurance sector fall into it. It wasn't a career path. I ended up working in North America selling heavy duty screening equipment for power screen which I realized very quickly at minus 30 degrees this was not for me it was an aggressive type of sell and it wasn't I wasn't that type of salesperson I don't go with the theory that any any you know, a good salesman's a good salesman can sell anything I, I, I think there's horses for courses within that so basically through a friend actually you uh, they, you mentioned credit risk brokers John Simpson and I met him in a bar in Dublin. And we got chatting and he ran the, the the Belfast office. He said, we're looking for somebody in Dublin. And that is how I got into the insurance industry. It was unique because it's a specialised area, which we'll talk about later on. But I fell into it and I enjoyed it, loved it. And then with that, I, a big recession came in the, in mid mid I very quickly realised I needed another angle. So then I moved back up north from Dublin and I got in with Autoline Insurance Group and I basically learned commercial insurance. And that's the McCombski angle. Then I went out on my own uh, three years ago where I act as a consultant, as you said. So I do two things. I do all the commercial type stuff through McCombskies. When I say commercial, I mean your fleets, your your commercial combined policies, liability, all that sort of stuff to them. And then 25 years later, I hook up with my original boss and that's credit risk brokers. And I'm basically a consultant for them and an introducer for them on the credit insurance.
0: We're going to talk a little bit more about the small business aspect of why insurances are so important for small businesses. You're a small business owner yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the challenges that small businesses face. You know the difficulty and the uncertainty. We're going to talk a little bit about the B word later on, the Brexit. Oh God. Uh, we're, going to talk, we're going to touch on that. But let's start by taking a look at insurance, for example. I mentioned at the top of the show today, we talked a little bit there, about there's insurance for absolutely everything. You've got car insurance, you've got home insurance, you've got life insurance, you've got health insurance, you've got business insurance, you've got gadget insurance, you've got pet insurance. And a big shout out to Sam, the Cocker Spaniel. Uh, we talked about him last week.
1: We did, and he's still alive, which is great. <laughs> he's still
0: with us. Business insurance is particularly important and small businesses, medium businesses, and large businesses. And maybe some businesses who maybe are starting out for the first time, they haven't really thought about insurance and how it might help them if something should go wrong. Credit insurance is something something that you've introduced me to recently, where we've been having conversations over a coffee in deli lights, one of the finest coffees in Warren Point, I might add.
1: I would totally agree. I have to concur.
0: And we've been talking a little bit about the types of insurances that businesses can avail of. Let's talk a little bit about credit insurance and maybe introduce our listeners to what it is first and foremost. Very
1: simply, credit insurance first came to Ireland, probably about Thirty years ago in the south of Ireland, what it basically is in a nutshell, it insures customers. It basically, insures you against bad debt. So, if you're if you're tra- if you're, tra- you're a service, you're trading, you're a sole trader, partnership, limited company, and you're selling goods or services, this policy protects if they a don't pay you, as in they're still trading but they're not paying you. That's called default, or they've gone into liquidation.
0: Bad debt is something that all businesses experience. I mean, Mm. you can't really avoid it. At some point in your business journey, you're going to come across somebody who doesn't pay you for whatever Mm. reason. Maybe they don't have the funds or they go out of business or whatever it is. It could be a combination of things. Is the credit insurance geared more towards the larger business, maybe manufacturing product driven, or does it cater for all business sectors like service, for example?
1: Yes. Basically speaking, you touched the start of this. ...about insuring car, house, your equipment... ...when something goes wrong... ...and even pet insurance... ...we take your situation with your... Sam. Sam right? So you met me last week... ...you mentioned Sam probably his last days on earth... ...and immediately you're thinking... You know, ...he has to get treatment? Yeah. Now, with any other form of insurance... ...the accident happens and then you use the insurance... ...be it you crash your car... ...your house goes on fire... Or God forbid, your pet is seriously ill, and you have to avail of that insurance. Credit insurance is unique, and the reason why it's unique, it's a type of insurance. As I said, it protects against not getting paid through insolvency default, but it actually forewarns you in advance of this potential disaster. Because what happens is, when you take out a credit insurance policy, your customers are individually covered. There's a thing called a credit limit, so there's a. It's basically the maximum amount of maximum amount of money you're out, you're owed. At any one time. So if someone's, for example, we need to make it simple. If someone's doing £5,000 a month with a co- their customer, the time they get paid, it could be 60 days. So they need a limit of £10,000. So you take, So, let's call that company X has a, a, a limit of £10,000 in company Y. He's trading away, trading away, and suddenly the insurance company flag up. We have a problem with your customer. Another customer in a different sector has put a claim in against them. So that forewarns you. You're still covered for the goods that are ready or services that are ready out, but you have a choice to make. But your choice, do I still trade with this guy or do I, do I phone up and go, listen, and a lot of companies, are do this now, who have credit insurance, phone up and say, look, we're credit insured now. It's not me, it's 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 a credit insurance company and need the money in this current climate Everybody, A lot of people are credit insured and they, they understand this. Significance. So what I'm trying to say is you, it's an, credit insurance isn't just simply for the disaster to happen. It's actually a massive inter, inter information tool for your credit management.
0: So it's proactive then yeah. as opposed to reactive Absolutely. in the event of something goes wrong. Then yeah. you do the claim like your house insurance yes. or yeah. your technology gadget breaks or whatever it is. Or somebody robs it or those yeah. types of things. Yeah. That's kind of reactive in the event of it's already happened. Yeah. But with this type of insurance, it's different. Because because it's proactive. Yeah, you, you know,
1: there's a few simple rules you have to abide by that if you're not paid within certain terms, you have to let the insurance company know, right, the, the credit insurance company know. These credit insurance companies, they're, they're not they're not like Hitler, pardon the expression. They're not going to come down like the big teacher. They want, the last thing credit, any insurance company wants to pay a claim they call a spade a spade. So what they'll do, they'll work with you. You can have situations where companies, and I have it over the years, where some personal problems in a business that a guy maybe there's a bereavement or he's gone through a rough patch, but he's a genuinely, genuinely straight, uh, straight guy. He's just having a cash flow problem. The insurance company will work with that. They'll put a payment plan rather than get in for the for the juggler. And but yes, you, it very rarely you generally find that. Uh, it's the big companies that go like that, the big ones. It's, it's, the, it's the small, medium-sized companies that there's a slow death, you know. But, you, you know, we've seen the big ones, Carillion, bang, overnight. Um, but, yes, you will know, and that's why it's more. It, it's an information, it's a constant feed of information. Uh, unlike any other insurance, credit ins- most insurance policies, people take them out, put them in the drawer, and only take them out at renewal or in the event of a disaster. Credit insurance is ongoing and that is why credit you need your, your specialist broker. And that's why creditors, brokers who've been doing this for 20 years, are very good at it. There's a team there, they're assigned a policy manager. And so your business, you know yourself, Wayne, your business grows. So you've been taking on new customers. Now, you're supplied with an online system, but where the specialist comes in is pre claiming stuff, having you get negotiating with the insurance company on, on getting your cover that you really need. So, yeah. Whole- and that's where getting that specialist
0: advice is really important because yeah. every case is going to be different. I Correct. mean, every business is different. Yeah. Let's be honest. There's no real small, medium, or large business that's the same as everything else. There are different circumstances all the time. And, and getting that relevant information that's specific to your business or your industry is going to be where that advice can help.
1: Absolutely, and the big thing is a lot of companies out there who are listening to this will say, oh, but we use such and such credit risk or done Bradstreet. and Bradstreet, they're great. People have got to realise too, when a set of accounts are filed, those accounts are actually a year old. When they're filed, they're a year old. Where the credit insurance comes into play, their information's live. So they have a database of all sectors. So there could be somebody in the fruit sector, somebody in the in the in a uh, sandwich manufacturing sector, and they all may link and have the similar customers. So it's live information that they're using. Plus, all the credit insurance companies would consult with each other. It's not official, but they would. So they know it's live information. Whereas they also use the Dun and Bradstreet, so they use the credit credit uh, credit safe reports. That's all part of it. But it's their own live information, and that's why their their data really up to date.
0: So those small businesses, Cormac, you know, that listen into the podcast, you know, those sole traders, those entrepreneurs, those, you know, one man bands and you know, again, you know, there are plenty of them out there. Um, Is it something that they need to think about or should consider or is it perhaps worth just having that conversation to see? Is it something that you might need? Because you made the point earlier on that, you know, your business is growing all the time. Uh, You might just be starting off today and you might not have a need, but should you consider it?
1: Yes. And thanks for asking that, Wayne. In 25 years of doing this, I had probably one of the most satisfying and interesting deals on credit insurance. Individual phone me, obviously I've got to be client sensitive here, phone me. Small small business turnover of probably three three to five hundred thousand pounds. He phoned me and he says, "I believe you do credit insurance. I'm interested in this." And I says, "Right." I went and met him, and the reason why he wanted credit insurance, Wayne, was he was supplying a certain product. He was David in the David Glass type thing. He had one particular customer that represented but 40% 50% of his business and he would phone them up after 60 days listen would you have would you have that money for me and these people would say to him we'll pay you when we feel like it. And Cormac, this is a problem for many businesses. I mean, those
0: businesses out there that have this, and many larger companies, sorry to jump in, yeah. but they have these 30, 60, 90 days, 120 days. You've heard scenarios, and this puts incredible pressure on these businesses. Absolutely.
1: It puts huge pressure on the cash flow, and cash is king in any business. This particular individual took out credit insurance, and he'd done his research. The situation's now turned because now he phones up that company. He says, look, I need to get paid here. Like I'm credit insured. I said, you know, it's out of my control. He used the classic example, look, my insurance broker or my bank or my accountant recommended me to take this out. And if I don't, I'm gonna to have to report report here. Now you don't want to be reported because then someone else on that on the on the Goliath in this story has got credit insurance. So what happens there is some reports that then nobody will get will get limits on them. And I know for a fact that the, the the company that he was dealing with had credit insurance as well, so they knew the the operandi. What the result in that small three to half three hundred to five hundred thousand pound business was? He gets paid in time. His cash flow is perfect, and he can lie in bed at night and sleep and relax. All the credit insurance companies have it, it's like it used to be called simplicity or uh, type products for small businesses, and it's very very simple. I will give an example in that case. I know it's, we're talking money, but that case was probably about. Two and a half, three thousand pounds to ensure basically it cost a half a million pounds worth of his business. You know, so it's worked for him.
0: And you have all the knock on issues then. If you didn't have that in place, where you fundamentally, as a small business, you can't pay your suppliers, which it's, has that knock on.
1: Exactly. And the one thing I want to touch on too so, rather that small business now has a multinational billion pound insurer backing him to get his money. So he's no longer the small guy if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it makes a massive difference because it is that Donomo effect a lot of the times in business where if you're a small business or a medium business and look, you know, I've been in business a very long time. One of your most challenging things is getting paid on time because everything then relies on that, whether it's, you know, outgoings that you have as a business, even paying yourself if people are holding you to ransom, where you cannot get paid in a mannerly fashion and in a mannerly time, that has serious implications.
1: Absolutely, as I touched on it, uh, cash is king, and uh, you know you need cash. Cash is, the, is 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 the heartbeat of any business, and you need to get money in and. I totally agree with what you're saying and credit insurance is, is, is literally is a, a tool for this
0: Now let's move beyond the credit insurance and let's talk a little bit about business in general We have a lot of you know people who listen into the podcast uh, who run small businesses who are entrepreneurs who are solopreneurs we have a lot of students and graduates maybe people who are sitting at their kitchen table right now in their car driving to you know a, a city and considering you know what I'd love to start my own business I'd, I've, I've got this great idea I'm fed up Working for the company, I want to be my own success story. You've been in business, Cormac, now a long, long time, and you've worked with many businesses. You've you've come across challenges and issues along the way. What would be your three tips that you would share with somebody in 2020 who's considering starting a business?
1: The one thing, uh, that was certainly, one of the first things that leap to mind would be you need you need to be you need to be focused. You need to have you need to have good people to consult with that's probably the most important thing I am fortunate in my situation of all the businesses that I've met over the last 25 years I can tip in and tip out To not to name plug but Fergal McCormick would have been a massive influence on me uh, as a student in Neurie Tech and I went in and worked for him I went around looking for jobs I was the best photocopier in Neurie <laughs> right I have to look within my own uh, my own family network Dialyte's uh, what a success story so hard work focus and getting the right people around you let's talk about
0: people for a little bit more and let's drill down on that a little bit let's spend a little bit of time talking about the importance of good people and surrounding yourself with good people you've mentioned that to me and I mean we meet on a regular basis over in Delhi lights and we have a coffee and again you know I'm not an expert in all aspects of business in fact far from it
1: You're doing uh, all right, <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm doing all right but you know again it's surrounding yourself with good people who you know maybe know other aspects of business better than you do is important. And I think meeting people for a regular coffee, sitting down, having a conversation with somebody can really help push your business forward. And without people, you don't have a business.
1: I agree. Also, I should mention the, what do you call it, the Greater Neary Business Network. Uh, that's been a massive help to me as well, starting off. Because you start off, it's extremely lonely you feel like the ugly duckling in the beauty contest uh, be it male or female no one or the 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 guy in the school playground who's last to get picked for the football team you're very alone it's the net business network and i I should have mentioned this earlier was massive to me because you're meeting like-minded people who are in that same journey and you're right meeting you for a cup of coffee is fantastic because a Most businesses who start off, I don't know, they start off their own room. So you're cocooned in your own house, trying to carve this thing out. It's great to get out and talk to people and other people. And um, I think the famous story, if if I I might digress here, and it's been told, Fergal McCormick set up FPM in 1991 in Hill Street, New York. He didn't have one single client what he used to do walk up and down buying a newspaper in Hill Street just talking and look what that journey took
0: yeah I mean you're absolutely right and the networking aspect of businesses is so important and again you mentioned the Greater Newry Business Network and a big shout out to all the guys up there Um, a big shout out to Eddie and Mm. you know and the rest of the guys there that are that are Each week, 7.30 in the morning, they're there and they're chatting about it. And I know you dip in out and I dip in out as well. Sometimes it's difficult to get there every week, but at least that support network is there. You might not be there every week, but you can dip in and you can spend a half an hour and you can talk with like-minded people. But you're not just limited to doing that at 7.30 on a Tuesday morning. You can do that at 10.30 in the morning in a coffee shop.
1: Exactly. And that's what it is. Another businessman said to me, I do more business sitting in coffee shops than I do sitting in my office. Yeah,
0: I think the networking is something which is often very underutilized.
1: Absolutely. I, it, it is a happy medium. Technology, which, Wayne, you, you would be your big forte on. And But the bottom line is, is communication. That is we'd be, having the communication skills. And that is something which would, you may touch on later on, where I would fear going forward with. Too much technology, too much PS4, too much phones, the art of communicating.
0: Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. I want to deep dive on that with you. I want to talk a little bit more, particularly around those students and graduates and young people maybe who are starting out on their career, the importance of communication. But let's pick that up because it's absolutely so important. Let's talk a little bit about Brexit. We've got a little bit of clarity in the UK. We see now that the UK is leaving the
1: EU. What's your thoughts I'm glad it's a decision, because last year was a tough year, certainly from the credit insurance side, because it, it is an investment credit insurance. You know, it's not a, it's not legally required to have insurance, though I do feel down the road that it should be, certainly for financial institutions, to protect but banks and that. But I've noticed a change, at least as a decision. So it was all up in the air. People were, you take any any manufacturing business, will we, won't we, will we invest in, on a hundred grand a plant? Will we? They, they were just not investing. They were not. I noticed it from my, my customers that I had a, a list of people who were about to buy credit, but they wanted to hold on to see. So from one thing, I'm glad that's the situation at the moment. I'm remotely not a supporter of the fact I think we should be in, in, in Europe. However, to be honest with you, and I might digress here, but... We had 30 years of troubles in Northern Ireland, and we survived it. Yeah. So Brexit's kind of Mickey Mouse. We'll, we'll, we're a resilient bunch in, in this part of the part of the world, and we'll just get on with it. One of the big, you look at all the big IT companies, they all come over to Ireland North too because of our educational system. We have a cracking road network, and we're actually quite cheap labour. We're back in the Brexit thing, and everyone was doom and gloom. You look back in the late 60s, early 70s, one of the most successful businesses here was Norbrook. He set up basically he set up one of the, lar- the largest veterinary pharmaceutical company, a uh, privately owned company in the planet in a war zone which was Neary in the late in the early '70s then you take it on further tr- throughout the decades and yeah I have to mention I, I had the pleasure of of meeting him on several occasions um, the late and the great brand Collin' first derivatives like that man what that man did for Neary was the modern-day version of what Norbrook did 30 years previous. I mean, you look at Hill Street now. He's, that, that business has created a vibe and a buzz in a street that was doomed.
0: Absolutely, and I, and I must sort of uh, give a shout out to, to Shane Munholland up there in First Derivatives. In the very early days of the podcast, I went into First Derivatives and, and had a conversation with Shane about, you know, what First Derivatives were doing and, and, and the employment opportunities for you, know, for graduates and students and young people coming through. But it doesn't just end there. We have FPM, which you mentioned, a fantastic business model, uh, and you have MGM Marine.
1: Absolutely, Brian. Another unbelievable success story. That to think that out of Nuri, this man is building ships worldwide, and you know, furnishing ships worldwide, what well, just feel-
0: so Brexit or not, we're punching well above our weight, and I think we
1: will continue to do so.
0: And those businesses who are listening into the podcast need to think about that. Surround yourself with the right people. Get out and meet people. Have conversations. Stay focused and work hard. I mean, those are your three tips for businesses. And be
1: cheeky. Ask the question. Ask for the order.
0: Now, let's move beyond the Brexit story and let's talk a little bit about the students and graduates. We talked about communication a couple of moments ago. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But student or graduate is listening into the podcast today. You know, maybe they're, you know, maybe they're leaving university. They're graduating this uh, June, taking that big step out into the world of employment for the first time. Maybe they're going to be like me and you and they're going to be entrepreneurial and they're going to start their own business. What would be your three tips that you would share with those students or graduates who are looking? to kick-start their career in
1: 2020? Interesting question. I would go back before they graduate, and I, I haven't, an, you know, I have a son roughly the same age as yours, he's, he's nine, so I have to be careful what I say here, because you can preach and lecture, and then in two or three years' time, you might be doing what I want him to do, what I'm about to say. I think foremost, from the age of 16, the kids should go and get a job, be it working in the Whistledown Bar, be it working in a Deli Light coffee shop, be it... Be, be, like me initially when I went into Fergal when he had four staff I just photocopied but what that does is that brings you into contacts with people When where you're learning Cause, like, I was the least confident person in the world when I was 16, 17 I was a guy at the back of the class was a head down didn't want to answer the question by going into Doing working out in the in the workplace, it, it, it gets you communicate. It, it starts the communication skills. So for, foremost, you'd be a student, and I know there's a lot of people in, and 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 Delhi Lights shops are blessed with a lot of students that come in. And but I really would, would I I would stress that, and that doesn't matter what 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 your income is. If one of a better word, it doesn't matter if you're if you're if your family are billionaires or your family are not. I think it's very important that the kids are out working and I, I, I would intend if God's spirit I'm still alive that I will be doing that with my son and encouraging it that's so that that, that that's the, the big thing the second thing is too and I touch here uh, on something that which I think that is kind of missed but kids nowadays do not know failure they're afraid to fail you'll never ever succeed in business if you're afraid to fail
0: Let's talk about failure. I'm sure you've had many failures along the way. I've had absolutely loads of failures. In fact, there was a failure last week.
1: I was a failure. I'm a failure nearly every day, um, but you bounce back. But you have, and that, that you know, and, and I'm not, and listen, information that graduates have now, I always say a 16 18, sorry, 18 year old sorry, an 18-year-old now is a 21-year-old when I was growing up, the, the, just the, the, because of the, the internet and that. But bottom line, the core, your core values are being able to communicate Hard work, being 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 a priest or being, you know, people buy at people because they like. And the biggest problem now with is is people k- kids are trying to are trying to work out what they want to do and from the word go. Unless you want to do medicine or dentistry or nursing, they're vocational. Uh, so you know from the moment you start your, your degree, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a dentist, you're going to be a nurse. If you don't know what you want to do, do a general degree. I think university is important too. I, I, it's not the bees on but I think it, it's important. Broadens your mind. Uh, it, again, you're meeting different people and you're developing what what would be a database of, 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 of potential customers when you do move on in life. I mean, I have friends of mine who I went to university with 20 plus years ago and they're clients of mine. And do something general. I, I always, I'll always i always plug it, but a business studies degree is a great degree to do because you're, you can do anything after it. And to be honest, at 18 years of age, do you really know what you want to do? At 24, I, I fell into insurance. So, but... Hope that after- it does.
0: And if we think of all the companies that we've mentioned on today's show, you know, we've mentioned Norbrook, we've mentioned First Derivatives, we've mentioned MJM Marine, we've mentioned FPM, we've mentioned Deli Lights. I mean, all companies that need good people. And again, don't be afraid to reach out to these companies. I mean, reach out, express your interest. Look, send them an email and say, look, is there any opportunities for me to come in and intern? I know you mentioned the photocopying example, but even just going in and, you know, getting some experience, yeah. learning the culture within the organization learning how to communicate more effectively with your peers with other staff members having that work ethic of working hard is so important look let's be honest nobody's going to give it to you on a plate you got to get out of your bed you got to work hard and you got to knock the doors
1: absolutely and that itself the knocking on the doors is a skill that I would be fearful of that we don't lose because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. Even if, you're, even if you're, you, you, you do medicine, you have to be able to communicate. You have to be able, you know, you, you've got a trauma patient. You want to be able to make them relaxed. I, you mentioned those companies. On a side, I, know, I won't mention her name, but she's, she's a local teacher. She teaches in a local school. And about 20 plus years ago, she did teaching uh, in St. Mary's uh, back in the mid-90s. She was ahead of her time. She went around every single school with a CV in the whole of County Down. And now she's a very, very successful teacher in a local school.
0: So the message is, and the takeaway on that point is, get out there, put yourself out there, knock the doors. Absolutely, doors are going to close. They're going to close in your face. But I remember reading the quote, I think it was from, I'm I'm not sure, it may have been Richard Branson. If the, the door doesn't open, build a door. (laughs) It's a good life. You know, and just, just, you know, just make it happen. And I think that's really important. Finally, Cormac, before we wrap up, we've covered a lot of ground in today's uh, episode of the podcast. Some great takeaways. I'm really looking forward to summarizing all of these up at the end and giving people some key things that they can take away. Whether you're a business, thinking about some of the things that you can do from a business point of view, or indeed, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a student or you're a graduate and you're listening into the podcast today, I think there's, there's lots of key things that people can take away and they can use and they can utilize right off the bat. But if we have businesses who are listening into the show today, and we talked earlier on about the credit insurance and how it can help, how can people find out more information specifically about, A, the credit insurance, but if they want to have a sort of off-the-record conversation with you, you're more than happy to have a conversation with people.
1: Absolutely, Wayne. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, It wouldn't be the most modern page at the moment, but... um, We're going to work on that. Yeah, yeah, but it's their contact details, right? I can. My mobile is oh seven double five seven eight six four one two four. I will meet any business, no matter what size, for an informal cup of coffee. And what I will say is, why not take yourself out of the running? Because for free, we can take a sample list of any client out there, anyone out there that's interested on, on the credit insurance aspect. We can do a t- Look at our top ten customers and see what sort of cover these customers won't know we're doing that. It'll be done. It's done, uh, done. Done. discreetly. But we can we can check our the insurance companies databases and see what cover and uh, that, that's a, I, we'll offer to do that free uh, because if you win, I can get companies checked and it's it's at least uh, you know, they, that, that's that's the start of a conversation. But regarding credit, absolutely no problem. Give me a call. Check the LinkedIn page. I meet mean, anyone for a coffee anywhere, uh, only providing it's one of the daylight shops, obviously. And uh, on, a, on, on the commercial side of it, with McComaskey's, you mentioned sixty years. You know, the one common denominator I want to say about those two firms, McComaskey's and uh, Creditors Brokers, the two start, the two leaders of those two individuals, are in the game a long, long time. And they really have the human touch and that sounds a wee bit waffly, but they generally, generally care about what they do. And I think a testament is and any insurance brokers out there, not one of those two companies and one of them's going sixty years has ever had a professional damage claim against. Now I don't know too many like that. They go beyond they do go beyond the college duty for the customer. And that's why I affiliate myself.
0: Cor McCarty, thanks for joining me on episode forty seven of the Zero Lives Left podcast. All right, hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. A massive thanks to Cormac from Cormac Party Insurance Services. Lots of great takeaways to take away from episode 47 today, but the importance of having the right insurance product in place to help you and your business should something go wrong. Let's face it, nobody wants not to get paid for a product or service that they have delivered, and that can have such an Knock on impact on your business and insurance is something which all businesses need to think about and having that right insurance product in place whether you're a small business or you're a medium business to protect in the event of something going wrong. And it's something that many businesses don't actually consider particularly in the early days because it's another added cost but it is important to sit down and have that conversation with that trusted advisor and as Cormac mentioned he's always happy to sit down with any of the listeners of this podcast and have a discussion. We talked about lots of other things, of course, in this episode of the show. We talked about being focused, having good people around you and working hard. It's difficult whenever you start your business. Uh, It's challenging. You might just be a one person operation, but actually getting out to those networking events and surrounding yourself with other people who are in the same situation as you. There are lots of different networking groups happening all across the world in small Small and large towns and cities, and even in your local coffee shop. So, seek out people who are in the same situation as you and have a conversation. Get yourself signed up to one of the local networking groups and make sure that you can bounce your thoughts and your ideas off other people as your business is starting to grow and develop. Cormac talked about if you're a student or you're a graduate and you're listening into the podcast today and you're thinking about kickstarting your career, what can you do in order to get moving up that ladder? Get work experience, you know, get an internship, reach out to companies and organizations that might be hiring, uh, that might be looking for interns to come in and learn a little bit more about the culture of the organization, gain some really valued work experience, learn how to develop your your communication skills. You know, remember, you're always going to learn by failure and don't see failure as a bad thing. You know, we all fail at some point or other in our business career, in our life. You know, so it's about picking ourselves up and learning from that failure and bouncing back. So lots of great takeaways in episode 47 today of the podcast. Don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast today on iTunes, please do rate and review the podcast. Ratings and reviews are really important and they do help other people find out about the show. And if you've enjoyed today's episode or you're listening back to any of the other episodes, please do rate and review the podcast. We would really appreciate that. If there's somebody that you would like us to interview on the show or you're somebody who's listening into the show today and you have a story that you would like to share with our listeners, please do reach out. Please do get in touch. We're always looking for guests to come on the show and talk about their business. Journey, their life journey, or their career journey. So please do stop by Zero Lives Left Podcast website. Check it out, zero lives left and drop us in an email to studio at zero lives left podcast. Com. We're going to be coming back with episode 48 of the Zero Lives Left podcasting very soon. And once again, thank you so much for listening in. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at WayneDenner. Tune in next time.